Okay, here we go. So my name is Gio, and thank you for tuning in. This is the Elemental Awakening. This is actually the first podcast, um, our opening episode. So there's no guest today. I'm going to tell you a bit about myself, the intention behind this podcast, and um, hopefully it resonates with you and you'll listen, share, and thank you for those who have been following along for the last few years. Uh, it's been quite a journey. So some of you guys may know me from uh, Wim Hof. I'm a Wim Hof instructor, friends with Wim. Uh, put a bunch of videos online where we jump in and ice. A lot of people seem to really like that. Um, I've done a long fast, 55 days with no food. And I put, put this article on the internet that seemed to go super viral. And uh, gained a lot of friends um, through that, which I'm super grateful for from all over the world. And I'll talk a bit more about that. Um, maybe you know me from some of the events in Toronto that we used to run. Or maybe you've been here to Elemental, the, the wellness studio. So wherever you're tuning in from, um, thank you for being here, and I really appreciate you. And hopefully, you know, something in one of these episodes or on our channel resonates with you, and if it does, um, just follow your intuition, there's probably something there for you. So something I say or something one of the guests says or one of the topics um, sparks your curiosity, like look into it deeper. You know, as I learned to trust that intuition in myself, it led me on a very interesting journey of self-discovery and growth. So the show, Elemental Awakening, it is basically, you know, a show about things that I find interesting. The word elemental, which we named our place after, Elemental Wellness Studio. I love the word because um, elemental is something that's very basic yet powerful, like the elemental force of nature, fire, wind, water. Um, They're also very simple. They're very symbolic. Um, They have a lot of meaning behind them. And the word awakening is the process of waking up, becoming more aware of things that were always there that you may not have um, been able to see before. And in my own process of awakening, um, you know, I don't claim to be enlightened or anything like that, but it's just this continuous waking up pro- process where uh, each week, each day, um, as I focus more on personal growth, I become more aware. As I let go of my constructs of what reality I thought should be um, and be open to possibility, uh, it unfolds in a very beautiful way. Um, one book that I recently read that really resonated with me uh, was A Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Um, and it's, it's sort of become the uh, motto or the, um, I guess, um, mantra for my life these days is to let go, to allow things to happen, and to not have expectations in the way things should or shouldn't be. Um, it may be a sign from the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. Um, or a test or a lesson that's unfolding for you and you know it was a very difficult concept for me to grasp as I grew up um, here in Vaughan uh, north of Toronto um, very different mindset than um, some other places uh, other parts of the world I'd have to say without um, generalizing it's kind of materialistic you know or fancy cars and nice clothing um, and money would dictate your your self-worth and for many years, I grew up um, seeing a lot of people around me that had much more money than me. You know, we had a we, we weren't poor by any means. I'd say middle upper class. And you know, I went to business school. I was pretty smart in school. Got honors. Got into a fairly well known business school here in Toronto. And um, became entrepreneurial. I realized I didn't want to become an accountant like my father wanted me to be. And very quickly, I, I knew I wanted to work for myself because I wanted to be more. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to um, be well-known for being successful. And that, that went back to me being sort of um, taught you know, that that's what was important. 
always putting on this pedestal by my parents he's, he's so smart this and that I really feel like I had to live up to that in a way um, which caused me to not do well in school just do the bare minimum because um, I felt like it differentiated me I went to a bunch of different schools but anyways um, so I come out of school and I have my own business I'm in the food business I'm selling um, desserts and breads and stuff like that I'm starting to do pretty well for myself you know again not super rich but you know kind of comfortable and I realized pretty quickly um, that I was still doing the minimum to get by and, and live at a certain comfort level which I think a lot of people would have been happy with um, looking back probably still would but there was something missing for me it was not fulfilling it was you know I'd make a new deal and it just wouldn't feel like anything I wake up the same thing same frustration same workplace environment and I just remember thinking to myself there has to be something more I remember one day I can't remember if it was a dream or a daydream I just remember sitting at the edge of my bed and looking at my hands and I I'd imagined that that was just old and wrinkled and I'd woken up the same way out of my bed for the next 40, 50 or 60 years doing the exact same thing same routine like many people around me I'd seen had done and I'd wasted my life I'd done nothing that was meaningful like nothing that had real any true meaning I didn't know what my purpose was um, I knew growing up I always had these big ambitions like I wanted to change the world or um, do something that was that was really big um, but as life started slipping away from me I just found I got into this routine this rhythm of comfort and not pushing myself or challenging myself and that sort of set me on a path of self-discovery. I didn't know what I wanted to do or how I was going to do it. I just knew that I had to change. And it led me down an interesting road, which started with reading. You know, I went, um, I started reading and Googling and trying to find out about spirituality. So I read the Bhagavad Gita. I read some other spiritual texts, um, different philosophies from different parts of the world. Um, some a lot of Eastern philosophy, um, Vedic philosophy. Uh, was even reading into some Freemasonry stuff and um, anything I get my hands on that was giving me a different perspective than you know what I grew up understanding, you know, about heaven and hell and God and you know, grew up Catholic. Until I sort of came across Alan Watts and you know Alan Watts and there was one book in particular, the book and a lot of his um, YouTube videos started speaking to me in a way that uh, really stood out and what stood out the most was was you know this non-duality this vibration of all things this letting go of attachment which was I was very curious about so I started binge watching all these videos and somewhere along the way I remember in one of the videos it was like on the screen there was a comment that just jumped right out at me it was there was hundreds of comments this one just was like you know, if you like Alan Watts, you know, you should check out Terrence McKenna. He'll really blow your mind. So, okay, I've never heard of this guy. And I do a search for Terrence McKenna. So, up till now, I'd been doing meditation. I've been playing with, like, remote viewing and um, astral projection, which I had some pretty interesting experiences with. Um, they're hard to recreate. It felt like a lot of practice and a lot of work. And I come across Terrence McKenna. And he talks about, you know, exploring South America and finding, uh, looking for mushrooms and finding ayahuasca in the 70s. I'd never heard this word before, ayahuasca. So I Googled Terrence McKenna, Iowa, no, I was reading and, uh, Terrence McKenna, and Ayahuasca just opened my eyes, and there was this such a pull that I was felt so compelled to dive deeper, and I wanted to uh, understand what this Ayahuasca was. So I really had very little psychedelic experience at this time. 
um, other than recreational um, psilocybin mushroom use in, in high school and shortly after where we you know have a gram or two of mushrooms drink some beers laugh our asses off and um, call it a night and so I start realizing that there's a whole other way to use these uh, what they were calling medicines and I found that interesting because I thought they were drugs and so I end up um, ordering a bunch of books and now the word ayahuasca I'm hearing it. so this is back in 2012 and there's no one I really knew in my circle that had any experience with ayahuasca but um, I kept on searching and I, I remember watching on Netflix this documentary and I go through all this in the in our in my new documentary called Psyched Out so if you're interested you know check it out it's for free online you can check it out at our website elementalacademy.org there's a link on there but anyways so I um I'm checking out all this stuff, and then on Netflix, which me and my wife would watch a bunch at that time, I see DMT is a spear molecule. So then I watched that, and I, it would have been there for who knows months, just recommended, recommended, but obviously I didn't have the awareness to see it, and now my awareness was, was picking up on this. By what they call the reticular activating system, and it's a part of the brain that is designed to do what you tell it. So if you're thinking about ayahuasca, it's going to try to find opportunities to give you that experience. And vice versa, if you're thinking about negative experiences, because um, you're replaying them in your mind, you're going to seek those out. So I'm going to do another video um, or talk specifically about manifesting and the reticular activating system. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but anyways, so it's popping up everywhere. I watch this documentary. I realize that I can see in their eyes the people who are talking about ayahuasca. Um, well, specifically, and this was not ayahuasca, it was DMT. You can tell, like, they're trying their best to describe the experience, but there's something missing that um, you can only understand if you experience it. And that's why I quickly grew to understand my own understanding. And there's a strong pull. So I emailed the director or creator of the film, uh, Rick Strassman. He was actually the scientist who did the studies. Um, or maybe he's a doctor. Anyways, he, he conducted the, the, the studies on um, DMT. And he said, you know, there's no real DMT studies going on in the world that he knew of, but, you know, ayahuasca had DMT in it, and uh, you should check that out. And so I was like, okay, where can I go do it? Because I had no idea um, where to go. I, I, my previous thoughts were like, you can only go down to Peru in the middle of the jungle, and I wasn't ready at that point to go for that. Um, but he did refer me to someone down in South America, so I was off to Brazil. And... Um, you know, it's not for everyone, psychedelics, um, plant medicine, especially ayahuasca is a very deep experience, but I will say it changed my life. And since then I've seen it change many people's lives who are ready for it. Um, what's important around it is not just like an escape or a one-time answer. It'll open many doors and it will, um, create many more questions, some answers, definitely more questions and a lot deeper understanding and awareness about yourself, about the world you live in, about things you've done, about your past. And it was a huge shift for me. That was back in 20, spring of 2013. And that really catapulted my journey. Um, a few years later, I ended up working with a website um, online. <clears throat> I became a blogger, a podcaster. That's when I created the Gene Coletti Show, which is a bunch of old podcasts probably on this channel. Um, it would be like Wim Hof and Graham Hancock and Gabor Mate. So we had a bunch of amazing guests. I met so many amazing people. Um, and, you know, meeting Wim Hof got me into uh, breath work, um, became a Wim Hof instructor, and um, that changed my life as well. I've seen so many transformations just through breath, um, accessing deeper levels of consciousness, really breaking through. And so that was a really amazing experience. 
Um, and there will be some podcasts specifically on breathwork here. Um, from there, you know, I was thinking about, you know, many times, you know, how do I expand this following? Because there was a lot of me that still had, um, I guess my ego is tied to recognition based on, you know, growing up, wanting to be the smartest, wanting to be, you know, um, acknowledged for that. And, you know, wanting to get more followers. And, you know, I'm just sharing this transparently that there's this shallow need for followers at the time. And I was like, you know, how do we get more followers? You know, I want to get this message out to more people. And I wasn't sure if it was that I really want to get the message out to more people or was I really just wanted to have more, um, be more in, in the spotlight. You know, and that was an interesting um, experience for me to really get real with myself. And I'm sure an element of it is still um, wanting to connect with more people because that's one of my um, highest values, connecting with more people and helping people. And through that process, um, I was doing a 55-day fast. I hadn't eaten, I lost like 40 pounds. And um, I, I just wrote this article, this vulnerable article about me passing parasites, losing all this weight, um, having these emotions come up and down. And and um, just shared that article online and it went like super viral. Within a week, I had like 5,000 new friends from all over the world. And here I am translating strategies on how to like grab followers, like and do it. There's all these things on social media you can do or buy followers. Um, and I just done it naturally, transparently, and just was myself. And I had gained 5,000 friends from all over the world. And it was just such an interesting experience about um, just sharing authentically and not really worrying about how many, what the number is. But those who resonate with you are going to connect with you. And those are really the people you want to connect with. You know, if you have 100,000 followers that don't even care who you are, like, what's the point of that? Um, they're not really connecting with you. They're not really caring about what you're saying um, or sharing any of the experiences but you know if you just share authentically and share you know what's important to you then you know the people who need to hear that will listen so that shifted a lot of things for me um, and just continue down this path so I created a way within um, which was another podcast we had about 10 episodes and around 2017, I had this crazy idea. Something was pushing me to open a center. And I'd been running breathwork and, you know, having a lot of people come to check out the breathwork classes and hang out. And it really felt good to connect with people in that way. We do it by donation only. And something was saying, you know, you need to open a space. Open a space where people can have real community. Because this online social media thing, it was good for connecting. It's good for learning. But there was something missing, this community aspect. And I'd been reading about you know like things like the blue zones and these areas in the world where people live to 100 and even there is this book called radical remission and you know the common um thread in a lot of these things i was reading was you know having a sense of purpose was very important but also having a strong sense of community was also equally important to living long and being happy and healthy and i really wanted to create that and so, you know, I just called my real estate agent and just, just out of curiosity, wanted to see what was available. Didn't know what I was going to do yet. And um, what ends up happening was there was this empty shell of a unit, which I'm sitting in right now. Um, and the address was 999, which I took as a sign um, for numerology. It's an interesting, um, 999 is a very interesting number. And, you know, somebody just said, you know, open the space and you know what to do and at the same time I had been invited to run a workshop in Hamilton as a, as a Wim Hof workshop 
and they had a float center and my friend Jay was like yeah you know it's a great great business to be in it's challenging he really bigged it up a lot more it was, it was a lot more challenges than what he had told me at the time and I went on this sort of I, I signed the lease not knowing much about the float industry just knowing I had to create this space and the next 10 months were probably some of the hardest probably the hardest 10 months of my life where I really had to face my fear of um, attachment to money because I put all my life savings and a line of credit on my house um, to open this place and this fear of losing it all and potentially um, you know having to sell my house moving in with my in-laws uh, what would people think of me um, just just had to really face my fear and I went really to some dark places where you know I was drinking wine every night just to cope with the stress um, you know the construction workers here they were smoking like crazy and I started smoking because I felt like it was an escape um and that went on for like six months of this intense fear, waking up, not being able to sleep, worrying if this idea was even going to work. Um, it was hard on myself, thinking I made this huge mistake. And I really lost sight of the intention was to create a space, to create community um, that was sustainable, that I could create a place that I loved being in every single day. Um, this is what I really wanted. When I realized, you know, in the old business, um, where I was unfulfilled, um, I needed something different from that, a totally different place. Um, and in the process of creating, I totally lost touch with, with the whole intention. And we finally opened, so I did the whole construction myself. I had it in one of my crazy businesses over the years. I had a renovation company. Um, I've had many different businesses in the food business, renovations, a clothing company. One business I had was called Socks with Logs, where we had these little buttons on socks. So after you wore them, you button them together, throw them in the wash, they'd come out already um, washed. So anyway, so, you know, the, all this fear comes up and I'm wanting to quit, but I can't quit. I put myself in a situation I couldn't get out of. And I really had to surrender. This is before I watched, I read the surrender experiment. And there came a point in the fall, we'd been about six months open, we're still losing money. Um, I'm scared. I'd quit smoking on our opening day and I'd quit drinking pretty much on our opening day just because I realized this is a wellness center. I need to be an example. And, you know, I really got to see firsthand what it felt like to be highly stressed, um, scared, addicted to, to cigarettes and drinking, um, what, what the certain people might be coming in here with and to really have compassion and understanding for what they were going through. Um, but I had to make that decision to change. And around September, there's a few things that I realized. One was, like, you know, really how the reticular activating system works and the things you focus on is what you're going to attract. So it was attracting people who were scared, who didn't want to pay, um, who weren't really here for the right reasons. The way I was talking about the place, I was saying, like, it takes time, you know, it's a hard business, blah, blah, blah. And I had a lot of fear. And around the same time, I also did 5-MEO DMT. So I'm not recommending that that's the process to do, but one of my mentors, Sachin Patel, who's going to be on this show as well, sort of brought that to my attention the way I was speaking about it and then I was listening to I watched a documentary on Donald Trump and I'm not saying that I agree with Donald Trump or I like Donald Trump I think he's a very interesting person that we have a lot to learn from as a society um, but I remember watching him and no matter what state his businesses were in um, or what was going on he just had this intense amount of focus and determination and he would always be positive he said it's going to be a great success things are falling apart he goes I'm sure it's going to be a great success I said okay but like, I can use that same um, amount of focus determination and concentration on, on where we're trying to go with this so 5MEO hair reset 
pretty much squashed my fears. Um, ended up going to Rhythmia around the same, a few months later. Um, and so this, this huge shift was happening and I just came back to my focus. I said, every single person that comes through here, I'm going to treat them like um, they're the most important person on earth. I'm going to give them the best experience. And, you know, if I do that for the next three or four months, I was just doing all this cash flows when we run out of money if the worst doomsday scenario happened, which is interesting because you're focusing on that, you start attracting it. And I'm just going to attract the right people that we want here. And things shifted. We started um, slowly every month, increasing, increasing, increasing. And now two years later, I'm so grateful for the entire experience, which at the time I wanted to end. And then I look back at my life and every single time I've been in one of these experiences where um, it looked like it was going to end, it was dark, I was at the rock bottoms, a few rock bottoms in my life. Um, and for many, that might not seem like a rock bottom, but for me, that was intense. That was just like not sleeping, fear, not wanting to go on, you know, just, it was just horrible for me. And, um, you know, I pulled myself out of it and I realized that it was all in my mind. I was um, really just lost sight of what was important. And, and through that process, you know, it also showed me how important my family was, how important people were um, around me, people who were supporting me and my friends. And I realized that no matter what happens in this business, the relationships last forever. But don't allow the business or this fear to ruin your relationships, to blame others, to try to um, lose sight of what's important. And in that process, that's what was happening, where I blamed people for my own mistakes. And it was all me. It was all the process I had to go through for deeper understanding. And then here we are, you know, six or seven, no, two years later. And, you know, things are settled. We're still working really hard. You have an amazing team. Um, we know we're opening a new center potentially in the next year. Um, maybe two and I've just seen the shift in, in everything around me maybe I don't want to see it but I realize how many people are stressed out how many people are are really struggling um, and how many people are finding help in these natural ways of meditation breath work things like floating sauna I'll give you a quick view here for this back room um, you know we have a finished sauna that there is an ice bath and down this hallway here, there are four float tanks. We do breathwork classes in here. And um, yeah, it's been a great community space. And we've been able to build this community um, of people that um, are supporting each other through their journeys, that are on a similar journey. And a lot of the people that come here, I've interviewed on these following podcasts. And so some people around the world that I've met as well that I found super interesting, that have a lot of value to share. Um, so this channel is going to have you know, some clips of me, some clips of other people, some uh, specific topics that'll be shorter videos of things that I want to share. Um, and the intention is really just to connect with people, um, to share information and to, you know, create, a, create an online community uh, and an offline community with events, retreats and other things. So any, any topics that are specific that you'd like me to talk about, I can share my own experiences and some of my knowledge. Um, I'm not an expert on anything. I'm a student of life that I like to explore and travel, whether it be psychedelics, whether it be business, whether it be parenting, um, marketing, online. Um, in the last year, we launched something called the Personal Development School, um, me and my partner, Thais, um, and we, we found that through her experience, you know, she's able to start helping people one-on-one, -on -one, so we want to create a program that um, can help many people. We've launched that, and the results have been amazing. And I want to create a program that combines that with psychedelic experiences as an integration program. So that's one of my new projects we're working on. 
And um, yeah, come visit me at Rhythmia. I'm there three times a year as of this recording. Um, and stay tuned. Check out our website, elementalacademy.org. Like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends. Um, thank you guys for, for listening, for those of you who have lasted this long. And um, I'll put some links below for where you can check out Personal Development School, where you can check out um, elementalacademy.org. There's going to be some resources there. And our, our documentary, Psyched Out, and any other projects that we're working on. So I hope I didn't ramble on too much there. That's a bit about my story, uh, where I've been the last few years. Um, starting up this new podcast is super exciting for me, and I hope you enjoy it. So have an amazing day. Namaste.